Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. I think where I've really wrestled, um, if, yeah, if we can camp out here for a second, because I wasn't expecting I'm going here, but this is good. Like, I've really wrestled with, you know, reading the literature, being around people, dealing with some of my own issues. Like, the difference between habit and disease is really kind of blurry still for me. Like, um, because I think sometimes have like, you know, you, you brought up cancer and where I've struggled is like, <clears throat> I can't, I may have, I may have contributed like behaviorally to me getting cancer, right? Like maybe I smoked or maybe I, you know, ate too much carcinogens or something <laughs> like, but, but, but like, you know, it, once I get cancer, like I have no, tr- I can't choose to like uncancer myself. And so there's, 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 you know, when it comes to like, for example, you know, let's just use smoking as an example of an addiction. Like, is it a disease or is it, um, is it a habit? You know, um, cause, cause obviously someone can put a cigarette in their mouth or not. Some would argue, you know, some, you know, you can put, you know, you could take the Percocet pill or not, or, or so on, or take the methamphetamines or not. Like, I've always wrestled with, is this more habit or more disease? Um, so I don't know if either of you would have any, any, anything to contribute there. I think it's both. I think the habit presupposes the disease. Like you can't have the disease without the habit first coming before it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But not all habits lead to a disease. Yeah. That's why there's that, that like difference, the difference between a substance, substance use and, uh, when it becomes a, a, an addiction, because you can use something and not be addicted to it, but then you can use something so much that you're, that it's like, a, like I am a, I am now addicted to coffee because of the caffeine in it. If I stop drinking coffee, I will withdraw from coffee from the caffeine and have a headache. So I have to deal with that. But that's like a, that's a very, I guess, low level comparison because I'm not going to, I mean, at least I hope not do something that's really off the wall when I don't have coffee. I, I might just act poorly or not be as kind as I want because I'm, I'm like focusing on myself and being others controlling. We're like, don't be loud because, you know, I haven't had my coffee yet. That's me being others controlling and not, and not, um, core centered or Christ centered or like, I know that I affect others. And if I'm hearing Matthew, right. I don't like, correct me if I'm wrong. What I'm, what I'm hearing you say is addiction is something where it, it's, it seems like it's constantly barraging our ability to make healthy choices where we just kind of like lose track of it. And we like, it's almost like that muscle memory of working out where if we don't work out, our muscles deteriorate, our, our healthy habits the ability to make those starts deteriorating if we don't do them again and again. So there's that like blurry, blurry line between like you do or you don't have cancer. That's just, that's a, that's a fact. And then there's some guy like there's when guys come into the refuge, it's typically because it's gone past the, I can do this, but I can make a choice consistently enough to not use. And then it's, it gets to the point where they need to come into a place where there's community, where there's an additional layer of accountability before, before we make another unhealthy choice. So it's still guys who come into the refuge. Like it wasn't forced. It's completely voluntary. You can leave whenever you want. So it's, 
choosing every day to do a healthy thing when it's difficult. But the beauty about community is it makes bearing difficult things easier to bear. It doesn't make them easier to do. It just makes it easier to bear because you're doing it with someone else. Yeah. I think it's super interesting because guys, I even, I think, I think I brought my own baggage into this because I, I think I assume that when we're talking about disease, we're talking about the inability to make choices, but even, I mean, unless Wikipedia is wrong, which it could be, um, <laughs> I, I looked up disease just now and like the disease or the, the definition of disease on Wikipedia is, it says it broad disease broadly refers to any condition that impairs the normal functioning of the body. So if we're defining disease as impairment of normal functioning, then yeah, I think that obviously substances disorder our brain in such a fashion and sometimes other parts of our body to, to function in a way that they weren't meant to. And that makes total sense to me. So here we are. Learn something new today, guys. Now, what are you thinking, Matthew? No, I was already, you know, thinking about that definition as just like, you know, that change to a physiological, you know, normal physiological functioning of the body. And so, you know, this is where a lot of people is, you want to talk about like stigma and labeling and just not understanding addiction from an outside perspective is, you know, it's this idea of like, well, why don't you just stop using drugs? You know, you should just be able to stop. And it's just like, you know, when we're talking about this habit to the disease. It's like, yes, initially drug use is a voluntary decision, you know, and, you know, it will eventually, if it continues, will turn into the habit where I said, not all habits turn into a disease. Um, it depends on the intensity and the level of the habit to where then all of a sudden, and it's like, that's the tricky thing with addiction is you don't ever know where that threshold is to where it's just like, you're not dependent. And the next thing you know, the next day you are dependent. And so there's a threshold that the body reaches and then it's just, flipped and that's the aho moment of like i know for myself the first time i experienced withdrawals i thought i just had like the flu until i took the drug in 20 seconds all the symptoms were magically you know dissipated and i was in denial because it's like well it, it wasn't like that last week you know but now it is like that and so something happens and you just don't know when that threshold is that then it becomes a disease where before it was just bad choices and habit. But then once it becomes a disease and the longer that habit happens and those physiological changes happen in the brain, it becomes less and less voluntary. And it becomes like almost an involuntary decision, almost just like when you guys are hungry you are choosing to eat, but you also know if you don't eat, there's going to be physiological, there's going to be a adverse reactions that you are going to feel if you don't eat. And if you refrain from eating for so long, you're going to starve. And so it's almost, that's when withdrawal setting where it's just like the longer those withdrawals go on, your body is not happy and it is letting you know that it is time to eat. And that's where you make those compromises within your dignity to how am I going to get this when I don't have any money? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.